Welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast, featuring interviews that take us deeper into the people and happenings on the local scene. For more podcasts and a closer look at what's going on in the Valley, visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Hi, welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast. I'm Dave Eisenstatter, editor of the Valley Advocate, and I'm here with Maureen O'Reilly, who's a freelance writer for us, who has just done a couple of really excellent uh, cover stories for us. Uh, one about the care center in Holyoke, and uh, and another about a really interesting guy who picks up uh, trash along the roads of pretty much everywhere he goes. Um, uh, but thanks for for joining us. And um, yeah, I just wanted to talk. Maybe start with the the care center. So you actually brought this um, this idea to us, and I, I was just was curious how you how you first heard about the care center. Well, let me start by saying thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, and it's been a pleasure working with you guys. Uh, so I heard about this piece because a family friend wanted some help cleaning out her gutter. So she had me come over, and she, had, and she was just talking to me, and she just told me that she had recently been to their fundraiser. And so she was saying, oh, there's this really cool place. You'd really like it. You know, and she now knows that I've been doing some more freelancing work. So she's always trying to be like, oh, here's a story idea. Here's a story idea. And I kind of looked up... Um, what had been reported on the care center. And there was a lot of stuff that was reporting when they introduced the Clemente course, which is a six credit college level course. Um, And that was about like 20 years ago. So there's been a few pieces about that since then. And then most recently they started, um, I don't want to call it an agreement because it's almost like a offshoot of Bard College. They have the Bard Micro College Holyoke program, which offers an associate degree at the care center. And it uses, um, you know, regular faculty, college level faculty um, that, uh, that teach these courses. And there was a lot when that was uh, first introduced, but there hadn't been any follow-ups. And at this point in 2019, you know, there had already graduated a few, like a class, and this is the second class graduating. So I said, oh, this would be really interesting to see you know, just how things are going and check it out. So that's how I brought it to your attention. And the care center is just, it seems like the, it's this amazing place. The, can, the, um, the people who um, are students there, they're uh, mostly, uh, what, te- teen moms and other people who are, who are struggling. It's, it's, um, it's mostly for women. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Uh, so my understanding is that uh, as some of their funding changes, some of their demographics change a little bit as well. Um, so their primary demographic are teen moms. One of their biggest programs is helping teen moms get their GED. It's now called the high set for the high school equivalency. Um, and, uh, they now work with men. Um, I think they said they had four men that they're helping that aren't physically in the building, but they are offering supports for them as they're, um, in college, but basically everyone else are all low income. And what the care center does is they work on wraparound, um, services. So there you can get a meal, you can get, um, you know, kind of medical care as you would. I didn't ask too many questions about that. I'm assuming it's more like, um, uh, maybe I shouldn't assume, but it's, it's, it's not like a hospital, but they will have, um, I think a nurse on staff and they, um, uh, they have daycare center. So you can, if you're a teen mom, you can bring your kid there. Their kid has childcare and you can study or you can work towards college credit and that kind of stuff. So they have a number of really wonderful services. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I should say I'm I'm an alum of of Bard College, but I think just for any uh, uh, college organization or or higher ed uh, organization to be reaching out to other demographics that aren't just people on their campus, it's just interesting. Um, I mean, and Bard, I think 
you said that this program arose as out of the Bard Prison Initiative. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I'm not the expert here, but so when I talked to Ann Teschner, who is the director, she came to the care of the center. care of the care center of the care yeah. center. Yeah, she came to the care center. Um, ooh, I'm forgetting the number off the year off the top of my head, but it was in the late '90s, and so she's been with them, um, you know, for about 20 years, if not longer. And so she actually heard about the Clemente course, which is offered. It's kind of accredited through BARD, and it's offered in um, so many numerous places throughout the country. And that's that six-college credit course that's focused in humanities. And the idea with that course is that um, you will get a basis in humanities that you could get in Ivy League school, regardless of where you are in the country. And so she read about that in a magazine and asked them to bring that to um, the care center, which they did. And then later, um, they were realizing that uh, I think it was about 75% of their students went on to college that graduated with their uh, their high set or their GED. But of those people that went on to college, only 15% were graduating from college. And so most of them get in, but almost none of them actually finish. Right. So that was something that they were seeing. And she told me it, it took them a while to kind of, she said, quote unquote, own that statistic and say, well, hey, what is our responsibility as a education program? Because if we're offering... Um, you know, high school education, we're doing a great job. And then they said, well, we really actually want to become a little bit more responsible. And um, so what they did is they reached, they heard about the Bard Prison Initiative and they reached out to them because as um, Ann Teshner said to me, she said, Bard really seems to know how to export a program. Hmm. So they had that um, and they contacted them and uh, that was brought to the Care Center in 2016. And so the current director, Marianne uh, Myers, she actually taught as a faculty member with the Bard Prison Initiative and then moved out to um, this area in 2016 to launch the program. So you spoke with several people who um, are students, some graduates, some who are in the program right now. Um, tell me about some of the, the stories that you, you learned from them. Wow. Um, they were all really great to talk to, and they all had very different ways on how they got to the care center. Um, you know, one woman was from Houston and Candace, and then she moved to Holyoke and her mom told about the program. Another woman's from Falmouth, AJ, and um, she ended up moving here because her mom's family was from here and her grandpa told her about the program. And then um, uh, Julissa de Leon, she was somebody who she found out the care center through a flyer that she saw at a health clinic. So they kind of all had different paths to getting there. And um, they just were all uh, were just super motivated. You know, these are kind of people that um, they're telling me about, you know, I really struggled with art history or I liked emailing my press. I had to email a professor a lot about philosophy and we had like, you know, side conversations about what they were learning, that kind of stuff. And I was like, man, these are people that I want to be in my college classes because it was just a really motivated group of women um, at whatever stage of the care center that they were or education there that they were at. Um, just trying to, you know, take advantage of all the opportunities that were offered to them. And these were women who... Um, at one point either maybe were in college but but, ha but couldn't continue or, or college wasn't an option for them the first time around. Is that, is that mostly accurate? Yeah, there was a few that, um, uh, so uh, Candace, she had tried to apply to college when she was a high school senior and it just wasn't getting the scholarship money. So she realized that that was out of her reach. And so uh, at the care center, that's where she started taking college level credit. 
um, uh, Julissa de Leon, she was somebody that she started college. It was too expansive, expensive on the eastern part of the state, transferred to HCC, and then had to drop out. When Holyoke she became, Community College. Yeah, Holyoke right. Community College when she became pregnant. So they kind of all had different routes of getting there. And then uh, Tina Scott was somebody who wasn't in college, but she um, had taken some classes at STIC, uh, Springfield Technical Community College, mm-hmm. and then um, at the Care Center, started with the Clemente course and moved up to Bard Micro College. Yeah, and I mean, what were they saying about that? their experience, um, you know, in the classes and uh, what they were learning and kind of how they wanted to use those, um, the lessons that they were learning? Well, um, I think a lot of them found a lot of community in the other women that were in the classes. Um, for some of the teenage moms that were saying, you know, I was pumping breast milk on my brakes. You know, that's a unique We got to do what we got to do, or, or we do what we got to do, right? That yeah, was, the, that was a quote said. from your piece. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like you have other people in your surroundings that are doing the same thing that kind of understand that. And then I think um, old, so Tina Scott is in her 50s, and so she was saying, you know, I didn't have that same experience, but... Um, you know, there was just a good community with it. And they um, all seem to have uh, a rather, a bit of a struggle with art history and a little bit with moral philosophy and kind of just these tough courses that would be hard for kind of anybody. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. And, and so how do people find out more about the Care Center? Um, their website is a great resource. Um, I care. And I think, well, we can look it up, but I think it's carecenter.org. We, we'll, we'll check that. Um, but, uh, but I, you know, I, I'm definitely impressed by, like, the level of um, different education programs that they have from high school to the Clemente course, which isn't a full degree, but it's college credit, and then this micro-college, which gives you an associate's degree. Yes. Is that right? Uh, yeah. So just a really, um, you know, a lot of programs being offered through this, uh, uh, this organization. Um, so and they're receptive on the phone too. If you give them a phone call, they'll yeah. also, they'll also okay. talk to you. Yeah. So awesome. Um, so I also wanted to talk to you about uh, John Jack. He goes by Coughlin, uh, who is he's from Agawam, mm-hmm. right? And tell me a little bit about what he does every day. So um, he's retired, and what he does every day is he he told me he gets out, he walks on his porch outside, gauges the temperature, dresses appropriately, and then he spends the rest of his day picking up trash. And he has a nifty nabber, which is a kind of like a grabbing tool, so he doesn't have to bend over. It's like and, a big claw, right? Yeah, not like a huge claw. It's kind of like two pin, like a tweezers pinch. Okay. Yeah. And so he just has it. It's like a little trigger or something. Yeah, it's a trigger. Pick, yeah. So he's standing upright, and he can just kind of uh, use his finger to shoot a trigger that'll clamp a piece of garbage. Yeah. He empties it into a five-gallon bucket that he carries around his arm. And then um, he's so well-known in the area that he'll dump those buckets into uh, these giant triple-strain 55-gallon trash bags, leave them on the side of the road, and he can call a town CPW, and they know who he is, and they'll go pick them up. So he just goes around cleaning all day. Yeah. I think what fascinated me was that he's really on this mission for, like, in particular, one kind of trash, the mini bottle, the, like, nip bottle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so – but he's he's – He's working on passing a law, right, about uh, related to these bottles. Yeah. So he is. He previously used to be really obsessed with cigarette butts because it's a small piece of trash that can go into a storm drain and just pollute the rivers and everything. But uh, in the last few years, he's noticed an uptick in um, uh, uh, nips or the miniature um, liquid or alcohol bottles. Yeah. Right. 
And so um, with that... Airplane drinks, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's been like, you know, this is crazy. This is insane. They also get um, go down store drains and that kind of stuff too. So he's been advocating from this area about like, you know, definitely, you know, don't toss these out of your cars. You know, don't, don't have them be on the ground. And there's another... Um, there's a state representative from Barnstable on the other side of the state who introduced a bill to um, the state legislator... Uh, putting a deposit on those um, bottles, which would mean that, at least in their estimation, they may not become recyclable, but people pick them up off the street. Because they so. get that nickel or five cents or whatever um, every time they turn in those bottles, because that's what the deposit is. So it costs five cents more for people buying it, right. but then you return the bottle and then you get that Right. Yeah. And Randy Hunt, the, the man who the senator who introduced it um, in the legislature, said, you know, I want the motivation to be that if someone's going to pick up the Coke can, they'll pick up the nip bottle right beside it. Yeah. Right. And, I, you know, I mean, I think that there's so many things about the environment and climate change and all these things. And this, you know, this guy just it almost feels like this obsession of like this is his uh, piece that he's going to do for the environment to kind of beautify or or. Um, you know, or kind of take care of his little bit of the environment. Yeah, and he, um, like, he's been cleaning since he was younger. His parents kind of instilled this into him to clean clean up and clean the environment up. And I think now um, in some of the conversations we had is just that he's saying, you know, I'm not going to be here for forever, but, um, you know, the world around us, like, it needs to be cleaned up and it needs to be good for my, my kids and, and my grandkids, so. Yeah, and I think another, like, kind of funny piece about, uh, what you wrote about was you talked to some, I guess, of his friends or business owners that knew him who kind of made fun of him a little bit for what he was doing, right? Um, yeah, he has a good rapport with um, some of the businesses close to his apartment. And, um, you know, he'll go down there. There's a liquor store actually uh, a few doors down. And uh, he's there in the mornings and he cleans up the parking lot just so that those cigarette butts and those nips don't end up down the storm drain. He knows where the storm drain is in the parking lot and that kind of stuff. And but it also they also play like the sports games. So he'll go down there just to kind of socialize. And he says that when he's there and he sees people buying nip bottles, he'll say, you know, don't let them fall out of your car and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, just like kind of reminding people or gently or not so gently to, to do that. And people respond in a mixed way to that or good or. Yeah, I think it always depends on the person. And that's yeah. what he said is that I think some people respond positively, but sometimes like he likes to fish. So if he's out fishing and he's seeing a bunch of trash, he'll pick up trash as he's fishing or when he's out and he'll tell other fishermen, you know, like, you know, don't pick up the trash or, you know, if you see it. And a lot, he says a lot of people will respond, well, I didn't put it there. And he was like, well, it's not about that. It's about mm. just cleaning everything up. So I think it depends on the people he talks to about the reaction. Yeah. And I think he, I feel like I remember he... He had some quote about saying, like, I've been called every name in the book or something like that about... Uh, yeah, he did say yeah. that to me. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, well, great. Well, um, you know, uh, thanks for your hard work uh, reporting on these things. And thanks very much for, for coming in. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to visit us at valleyadvocate.com.